0: Welcome. Really good to see you all. Um, We're going to be continuing with our series that we've been going through for the past uh, seven weeks about the Holy Spirit. And so we've been looking at last week, we talked about one of the more common ways that the Holy Spirit kind of speaks to us, which is through the Bible and through God's Word. And we talked about how Uh, There was two different words that we see for God's Word, which is the Logos and the Rhema. So we talked about the truth and about how God speaks to us through the Bible and the truth and the principles we see. We also talked about the Rhema and how God not only speaks truth, but tells us how to apply it in actually in our real life. He'll tell us about what's going on in our life and give us instruction that comes from his truth about how to direct the things that are going on in our life. So... Last week we talked about kind of the more, I guess, common ways that the Holy Spirit speaks. Today we're going to talk about one of the more uh, uncommon ways, if I could say that, not talked about very often ways. And I'm going to talk about how the Holy Spirit speaks to us through dreams. Okay, so uh, this is kind of a, an interesting topic for me because I've never really been open to God speaking through dreams. Okay, because I've always felt like, for one, I can never remember my dreams, right? So I must have them, but, you know, throughout my life, I could really never remember my dreams unless it's like a nightmare or something like that, maybe sometimes. And I've heard a lot of people kind of similar, right, where they like they wake up, and then even if they had a dream, they can't remember it at all, right? And so that was kind of me. That's been kind of my experience. And yet when I read throughout the Bible, there's a lot of things uh, in the Bible, that happened through dreams. In fact, I was listening to this one teaching, uh, and as a lady was sharing about dreams in the Bible, I was kind of surprised because I didn't realize that some of the most significant things that happened in the Bible happened through dreams. When we look at Abraham and the covenant that God gave Abraham, that he's going to be the father of every nation, that came through a dream. Let's look at this passage in 1 Kings chapter 3. Uh, this is Solomon and having this interaction with the Lord. Uh, so Solomon is speaking to the Lord, says, "So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern the great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. Verse 11. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administrating justice, I will give you what you have asked, and I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for both wealth and honor so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. Verse 14, and, I, and if you walk in obedience with me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke, and he realized it was a dream. Okay, so this is, this is a passage that I've seen many times, but I never realized that this interchange that Solomon had with the Lord actually happened in his dream. This significant event where God is asking him what's on his heart, and he's replying not with wealth and not as not selfish desires, but he really has a heart for, a discerning heart of wisdom so he could lead his people. God is pleased with that and said, not only are I going to give you, grant you that, but I'm also going to give you these other things as well. That happened in a dream. And I started realizing, wow. I think I need to be more open to this area. And I started asking the Lord, why am I not open to this area of dreams? Well, if you think about dreams, right, and then, you know, you have different things in psychology and Freud and all these different analysis, dream analysis. and I'm not going to get into all that kind of stuff. But really, one of the main reasons I had trouble in, like, God speaking through dreams is because it's so abstract. Right? You can have very like weird things going on in your dreams and symbolic things happening in your dreams. And I often wondered like, how can you trust this? Right? How can you put like your life or decisions or faith in dreams? Right? It seems like so abstract or so symbolic. Like, how do you know you're interpreting this correctly? Like you see something happening in your dream, like you see a car or this color or whatever, and you're thinking, oh, it means this, or it means that. I hear different people say that. I'm like, how do, you, how do you know that? How do you know it means that? Like, that's so different from what we talked about last week, which is something more concrete, like talking about the Bible, talking about different passages, talking about different principles we learned there. But one of the things we mentioned last week, I think applies to this week. And remember last week we talked about how Jesus spoke a lot and taught in parables. And parables, we talked about, is the meaning was actually hidden, right? And we talked about how the disciples actually questioned Jesus. How come you keep talking about things in parables because people don't know and understand what you're saying? And then he was saying, I'm doing this on purpose. And if you remember, we talked about the purpose of him speaking in parables was so that people would come to him to find out the meaning. It was done purposefully. He would give and teach in parables so that people would be driven to come and to seek him for the answers about what this means. And that's what the Lord was speaking to me about this area of dreams. Because it's so abstract, because it's not very concrete, we really need to ask the Holy Spirit about what God is trying to communicate through these dreams, because he does. Let's look at some, some examples that we see in the Bible. Genesis 37, okay, this is uh, Joseph, okay? Joseph speaking with his brothers. Uh, he said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose, up, rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? Okay, so this is Joseph communicating his dream to his brothers, okay? It's kind of symbolic with this like sheave of wheat like, and these other sheaves like bowing down to, the, to his, his sheave of wheat, right? And the brothers have this interpretation. That means you're going to rule and reign over us? Okay, so Joseph had this dream. It's talking about something about it happening in the future. Does this actually happen? If you're familiar with the story account, it does happen. This does happen. He rises up into power. He becomes second to command to Pharaoh over the nation of Egypt. And his family does come to serve under his command. Now, you might say, like, he's lacking a little bit of wisdom in how he's sharing this dream. But what's clear is God is speaking to him clearly through this dream. Let's look at another example. Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Okay, this is after uh, Mary is encountered with uh, an angel, and the angel is going to tell Mary that she is going to give birth to Jesus. Okay, and then she is going to conceive immaculately through the Holy Spirit. Okay, then we see this account for her, her husband, or her betrothed husband. Okay, they're engaged. But Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is an account where something miraculous is happening, okay? If you're in Joseph's shoes, okay, you're engaged together. And in the Jewish culture, engagement is kind of like marriage, okay? So when you're engaged together, you're like you're married. That's why the count says it's her husband, okay? Even though they haven't gotten married yet, right? Okay, so in this culture, they're pretty much married. They just haven't had the ceremony yet. So they're going to they're gonna get married, okay? They're, get, they're in the process of getting married, and then Mary tells them, his account of what uh, the angel had communicated, that she's going to be pregnant and that she's going to conceive, she's going to give birth to to Jesus. Okay? And I'm thinking about Joseph, like, you know, from the guy's point of view, I'm thinking, yeah, right. Okay? (laughs) So you're going to get pregnant through the Holy Spirit, which has never happened in all history, right? We have all of the Old Testament up to this point. We have no account of anything like that ever happening right? But he's supposed to believe that, okay? Obviously, he doesn't believe that. He believes that she must have been with another man. She's making up this story. That's why she's pregnant, and so what is he going to do? He's going to try to divorce her, okay? Because, like we said, they have been betrothed together. Then he's going to try to divorce her. What happens? God speaks to Joseph in a dream, and in the dream, an angel is going to speak to Joseph and tell him what Mary told you is actually true. And I give Joseph a lot of, a lot of credit because he has this dream and he actually takes it from the Lord and he receives it. And they, become, and they go through with the marriage ceremony. When we look at this, we recognize how God can speak in situations that are difficult for us to understand. I heard, it, I heard uh, this one person that I was telling you before that I was teaching on this dream. She talked about how dreams are God's contingency plan. Okay, and I really like the way that they had put that. That dreams are like God's contingency plan. Things that we are not getting while we are awake, God is speaking while we're asleep. Which tells me several things. One, it tells me God is always speaking. God is always wanting to communicate to us. He cares about what's going on in our life that much that he would want to communicate to us while we're awake. And if we're not getting it while we're awake, he's going to even speak it to us when we're asleep. Right? We see the truth of what the Bible says, that God never sleeps or slumbers. He is always at work Always active, always working, always speaking, always communicating, always wanting to be interactive with our life, always wanting to tell us and communicate things to us that we can't know ourselves. Just like in this example of Joseph, there's no way he could have known this was true. There's no precedent for this. The only way that he could know is if God could communicate directly to him, and he does so in his dream. In his waking life, he wasn't able to receive that. How does God do it? He does it when he's asleep. When we see what's happening here with dreams being God's contingency plan, I think that was very helpful for me. I think it was very helpful for me because I started to realizing that there's things that God wants to speak to us, but we're not getting. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure there's a lot of things that are going on in our life that we don't realize and we can't see that God is trying to communicate to us, that he's trying to speak to us. He's trying to lead us and direct us. He's trying to direct us to not make a mistake like Joseph would in this case. He would have made a mistake. He would have made a mistake in divorcing Mary and not having this family together. He would have made a mistake. What he's not getting in his waking life, God is speaking to him in his sleep. Let's look at another example of Joseph. Matthew chapter 2. Okay, this is when uh, the magi or the wise men, sometimes as they're called, are going to visit Jesus. Okay, and they're going to visit Jesus on authority of King Herod because Herod actually wants to know who this Jesus is because he wants to kill him, right? He feels like he's a threat because he, they, he's been hearing word that Jesus is going to be the Messiah, the king, right? So he feels threatened, so he's going to actually plan to kill them, okay? In Matthew chapter 2, after the Magi visit Jesus, in verse 12 it says, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, these Magi's returned to their country By another route. Okay, the next verse. And when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph, again, in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Okay, again, revealing things to Joseph, there's no way he could have known. There's no way he could have known this. He was not privy to this kind of information. This is what happens. This is why it's very important for us, not just in dreams, but in general, for us to really have a connection with God. Have times when we're connecting with him. Have times and opportunities where we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to direct our thinking, to guide us in our our actions and the things that we're choosing and the things, because God knows things that we don't. Okay, that sounds like a no-brainer that God knows things that we don't, but he knows things that we don't. And he loves us, and he will be able he's able to and desires to communicate those things to us for our protection, for our for our prospering. And then in, in this case, we see how that protection takes place. He wants to protect Mary and Joseph and their newborn child. He wants to protect them. How is he pro- going to protect them? Speaks to Joseph in a dream. Now, I could go over other dreams. There's other dreams in the Bible, but I think you get the point. God can communicate in any way that he wants. He's not limited. He's not limited to when we're awake. He's not limited to when we're asleep. He's not limited in any fashion. He can speak in any passion, in any way, in any form that he desires to. I think we just need to be open. We need to be open and to not dictate, I only want you to speak to me in this way. I'm only comfortable with this way. I only understand this way. God speak to me only in that kind of way. I think when we do that, we're so limited in what God can do and how he can speak. We saw all the examples in all the, all the passages that we looked at, whether it's Joseph uh, in the Old Testament or Joseph in the New Testament. God can protect us. God can guide us and direct us. He can speak to us and reveal things to us that we have no idea about. This was about, um, maybe about five years ago, and uh, I had a dream, okay? And I had one of those rare occasions where I actually remember the dream. This was like a really, really vivid dream, so much so that when I woke up, I actually remembered it, okay? So... In this dream, I was uh, driving, driving with a set of a few different cars, okay? And in these cars were, like, all these people from my church, okay, my previous church. And so we were driving, and I don't know where we're going, we're driving in this dream, but we're driving somewhere, and then all of a sudden we stop, and then I get out of the car, and I have this conversation with this one woman who was in my church, okay? So that she's actually a friend of mine, okay? So I'm talking to this woman, Um Uh, in this dream, and in the dream, I'm telling her, you're not going to adopt a baby, you're going to have your own baby, you're going to give birth to a baby, okay, that's what happened in the dream, okay, so I wake up from the dream, and then I was freaking out, because I know my friend has been struggling to conceive, They've been shared with me. I've been praying for her and her husband. They'd been going that for actually several years. Okay? So when I had this dream, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what do I do with this dream? Right? It was so vivid and so clear to me in this dream. And the message didn't seem very symbolic. It seemed very very obvious you're not going to adopt because actually they, they were thinking of maybe adopting. You're gonna have, you're gonna conceive a child and give birth. Can I tell you I wrestled with that dream for a long time? I could not have the courage to tell my friend this dream. Okay, so I don't remember what day that dream was, but that next Sunday, I remember I was at church, and then I saw her and her husband, and then I'm looking at her. I can't even focus on anything that's going on in service, right? I'm just thinking, looking at this person thinking. I know I'm supposed to tell her this dream, but I can't do it. What if I'm wrong? Like, what a horrible thing to tell somebody after they've been struggling for several years to try to conceive and have a baby. I can't tell them that, right? And so I'm just sitting there, like, talking to the Lord. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And eventually, I feel like the Lord kind of just settling me and giving me some peace saying, you need to trust me go tell her the dream. Okay? So, this was several weeks after I had the dream, but I go and I don't even remember what I said. I was just mumbling something and just saying like, "Okay, this might not be true." Da 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 da. I kind of gave all these like asterisks and qualifications or whatever, but I basically told her what happened in the dream. A few months later, she tells me that she's pregnant and that they're having a child. And uh, whenever I see their son, I'm always reminded of the dream that the Lord gave me. And I was so encouraged um, that the Lord would do that for me, but not for me, for them. For my friend and for her husband. For how much they had been struggling and how much they had been praying and how much discouragement they felt. For all those years of like going through all those procedures and all those different tests and all those different things, he loved them that much that he would speak to me, someone who's not open to dreams, in a dream, that she would have a baby. And I was just thinking, You're amazing, Lord. You're amazing that you would do that. You're amazing that you would speak to me about dreams when I'm not even open to hearing you through dreams that you would do that, and that you would give me the courage to step out and to share. But through that example, I really wanted to show you that, you know, dreams can be for us, but I think dreams are a lot for other people too. And dreams can really bless and serve the body, you know, if we're able to listen and we're able to hear and we're able to be open. Even when it doesn't make sense that we could ask the Lord, what does this mean? You could ask other people, too, to help discern together with you about different dreams you've been having, that you could use the body together to go and to do that. But it's really clear that God can use these in a special way. You know, it's interesting. God could use these things in terms of uh, evangelism. I remember um, this this was actually something that I read. It was actually quite a number of years ago that there was this kind of, I don't want to say phenomenon, that sounds kind of weird, but thing happening where a lot of the people, a lot of folks in the Muslim countries were getting dreams about Jesus and they're coming to faith. And then I was kind of digging into it a little bit more and I came across a couple of testimonies. So this first testimony was from a person named Khalid. So Khalid, he lives in Egypt, okay? And he... Through his own testimony, he was what he would call a terrorist. Right? He was a terrorist, and he hated Christians and Jews. He hated them. Right? His life ambition and goal was to eradicate as many Christians and as Jews as possible. That was his heart's intent. And then all of a sudden, he had this Saul to Paul kind of conversion. Um, and how did that conversion happen? He had a dream where he encountered Jesus. And Jesus was speaking to him. And Jesus was talking to him in his dream. And he was so transformed by what he saw in this dream that he completely changed his life. That he completely repented of all of this hate and all of this anger that he had. That he became and he offered forgiveness because he had experience where Christians did some horrible things uh, in his eyes to his family members. And so that he forgave them and he repented and he received forgiveness and he received Christ in his life. And he had his complete transformation, 180 degrees. How did it happen? Through a dream. This next example is from a man named Mohammed. Mohammed, he lived in northern Nigeria, and he was the son of a tribal leader, tribal leader in in northern Nigeria, and he grew up in the Muslim faith. And he grew up studying the Quran, and he loved the Quran. So he would study. He went to several different Muslim schools and studied the Quran. Uh, He was actually wanting to have more advanced study uh, in in the Quran, and so he was on his way to Saudi Arabia. And in Saudi Arabia, he was going to go and to uh, attend this other school where he was going to advance in his studies um, in the Quran. As he's preparing to leave on his journey... Uh, to go to Saudi Arabia Arabia, and to learn about the Quran, he has not one dream. He has seven dreams, and in every dream, he encounters Jesus, right? And he was talking about how he had one dream, and then he dismissed it, and he thought that this was like, he didn't know what it was. But after the seventh time, after the seventh time of having dreams, he felt like, I think that God is trying to speak to me, right? And I feel like I can relate to that. I'm very slow. It takes me several times for God to speak to me. But after the seventh time of having that, he was convinced about Jesus. He was convinced that Jesus was God. He was convinced that this was the way. And so he proclaimed his faith. After he proclaimed his faith, his father tried to kill him. Okay? Not just his father, but several family members tried to kill him because of his declaration of faith. But so confident and so secure and so uh, assured was he of his faith and of who Jesus was through these encounters that he had with him. Now, this was in a closed country where he had never heard about the gospel. He had never even heard about Jesus before. The only source of knowing Jesus was through these dreams that he had. But so secure was he in his faith and his belief in Jesus that he stood his ground. And then he persevered, and God protected his life. He eventually led his father to Christ. And I look at that, and it's like, how can that happen? How can that happen? How can things like these happen? Things like these can't happen unless God is involved. Unless God is the God of our waking hours, But he's also the God of our sleeping hours. That God cares for us 24-7. Seven days a week. There's no time at which he's absent from our life. There's no time when he's not concerned about us. There's no time when he's not concerned about everything that's going on in our life. There's no time where he's not desiring to reveal himself and to show himself and to show more of himself to you. So What's the problem? The problem is on our side that we're not ready to receive it. That's why dreams are God's contingency plan. What we're not getting when we're awake, he's giving it to us when we're asleep. So I would say, let's listen more when we're awake and let's pay attention when we're asleep. Okay? Let me share you one more story. So, um, you know, I've been at this church for maybe about eight months now and... uh, I had been in my previous church for 15 years, about going on 15 years, and I made this huge transition, you know, to come and to work and be a part of this church. Um, it didn't make any sense to me, you know, I'm going to be at this uh, Korean church in this English ministry, I don't speak any Korean, like how am I supposed to operate in this kind of environment, and I'm going to be with all these kind of young adults uh, working in this ministry. Um, But God kept speaking to me, confirming and speaking to me. And actually, in 2020, he gave me a series of a whole bunch of different dreams. And through those dreams, he kind of confirmed this decision to to accept this, even though this wasn't on my radar, to come in to make this decision, to come and be a part of this church. Um, It was a a few ways in, maybe about halfway through. uh, Actually, maybe a little bit longer. It's just actually a couple months ago that this happened. Uh, I was on one of my prayer walks with the Lord. And in my prayer walk, I felt like the Lord, he was speaking to me. And what he said to me was, I want you to get new shoes. Because you're going into a new season. Okay, so that's literally what the Lord told me, right? It wasn't an audible voice, but this is what I felt like he was leading me and He was speaking to me. He said, I want you to get new shoes because you're entering into a new season. Okay, so um, I shoes are kind of like cars for me. I just run it until it's, I run it into the ground, right? So my shoes, like, I keep wearing it until it has holes in it, it's falling apart. And so when he told me to get new shoes, I'm like, I don't need new shoes yet. Can I just wait? But I felt like the Lord was saying, no, you're in a new season, you need a new pair of shoes. Okay, so I was thinking about what kind of shoes I want, right? And so I remembered that uh, a friend of march she started working at brooks okay and so i remember talking with her a little while before that about how you know how was her you know job going at brooks and working for the shoe company and then she said she really loved the culture there and they make great shoes and i'm like are you biased with that but anyway so i was like talking to her about that and then i remember her saying like oh i want to send you a link uh, friends and family link where you can get 40% off if you wanna order shoes. And so I remember that, I'm like, oh. So I texted my friend, I said, hey, you remember when uh, you said that you, you could send me a link for that friends and family thing? You think you send that to me? And so I didn't share about all this context of what's going on. So I sent it to, send, send that out and she sent me the link. I ordered the shoes, okay? So here's a picture of the shoes. Okay, so my Brooks uh, running shoes. This is a picture of the shoes. Okay, I had never worn Brooks ever in my life. This is the first time I've ever ordered Brooks shoes. Okay, so fast forward to this week. Okay, I am preparing for the message, and I know I'm going to be talking about dreams. And I told you in 2020, I started having a lot of dreams. And so I started to write them down. Okay, so actually, I started earlier in that. Twenty eighteen is when I started writing them down. Um, so I started writing down my dreams, and then preparing for this message, I started to go back and I started to look back at the different dreams that I've had. Okay, and I came across this dream in twenty nineteen, so two years ago. Okay, nine twenty two nineteen says I, I. This is I just copied and pasted this from my notes. I was at a retreat along with other speakers. I was getting ready to give a message in the morning. I went to the meeting hall, took off my shoes, went inside to meet the core team for the group that I was going to give a message. They were young Koreans. I was supposed to meet them in a room down the hall to talk about the session. When I go outside, I can't find my shoes. I look everywhere. I had an old pair on, but I needed to find my new shoes. They were Brooks shoes. I search the shoe racks with a ton of shoes. I, can't, I get help from someone working there. I can't find them. So I leave to get ready to speak without them. I had no idea. I did not remember this dream at all when the Lord told me, I want you to get a new pair of shoes for a new season you are. He already told me what was going to happen. He already told me what was going to happen in 2021, two years later. He already spoke to me in a dream. He spoke to me that I'm going to be working with Koreans. A young group of Koreans and I'm going to be speaking, he told me that I'm going to have a new pair of shoes, and in this interesting in this dream, I would not put on my old pair of shoes, saying, "This is a new season. You need a new pair of shoes." And I just read this, and I was just so in awe of the Lord. And he does this. I was just so shocked. And then I I texted my friend a copy of this stream, and she's like freaking out, right? She's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that happened. And he told you in 2019 that you're going to have a Brooks pair of shoes. And you texted me you know, two years later that you're going to have this thing. I was like, we're both kind of in awe, and we're both just shocked at what the Lord can do. The Lord can speak in so many different ways. We need to be more connected. We need to be more conscious of the Lord and how he speaks to us. Whether in our waking hours or in our sleeping hours, we need to engage God because he loves us and he wants to speak to us he wants to show us and direct us he did for me in 2019 i didn't even know it at the time but i feel confirmed by the decision and the route that he had taken me why don't we pray lord we want to thank you for just how amazing you are that you're a God beyond time, you're a God beyond our understanding, that you're a God beyond our even wildest imaginations, that you are a God who can speak to us about things that we don't know. You can speak to us about our past, you can speak to us about our present, you can speak to us about our future. God, I pray that as your children, we would be more and more convinced of how much you love us and you speak to us of how much you want us to communicate to us and how you care about us and how much you want to show us your direction and what you want and desire for our lives. I pray for each of us that we would be more aware, more trusting, ask you more, ask you more, more questions, ask you more to direct us, ask you more to lead us and to guide us, ask you more and trust that you will respond, whether waking or asleep. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.